Do you think that classical music is not for you and you don't know where to start? Or maybe you're a fan already and would welcome a fresh approach. You've come to the right place. Perfect pitch is for everyone, beginners or experts, whatever your age. Lend Nick Healy Hutchinson your ears for his weekly dose of classical music that will enrich your life. So here we are, the first Christmas episode of Perfect Pitch. This has never been, nor ever will be, a platform for commentary on the times in which we live. But have we ever needed cheerful music like we do today? Christmas 2020 was all but cancelled by a global pandemic, and many faced the prospect of a rather bleak one in 2021, especially those who have lost loved ones in the last year or so. But the birth of a child, whether you subscribe to the Christian story or not, is a good reminder of new beginnings. So today's music is going to be unashamedly uplifting and optimistic. There's plenty of music for Christmas which is orchestral, but the vast majority of it is choral, and with very good reason. Bursting into song is a completely natural and instinctive human response in times of joy. I've got a few of my favourites coming up, although we will conclude with something orchestral and a piece which will not come as much of a surprise. It's a bit of a paradox, but in the end, everything has to start with Bach. His Christmas oratorio, which lasts nearly three hours if played in full, was designed to be played over six days in 1734 and is made up very largely of his many earlier compositions. The opening chorus is one such example, being one of his Christmas cantatas. Picking up the point I made about the desire to burst into song, it opens with the words Jauxit fro locket, auf preiser die Tage. Shout for joy, exult, rise up, praise the day. It's sung here by the Amsterdam Baroque Choir and Orchestra, conducted by Ton Koopman. Thank you. 
The Three Kings by the German composer Walter Peter Cornelius, who was born on Christmas Eve in 1824, has to be one of my favourite Christmas choral miniatures. Poor old Cornelius. He did in fact write a number of works, including three operas, and was friendly with, and influential on, Wagner and Liszt. But he's now chiefly known for this. But if you're going to be known for one piece alone, you could do a lot worse. Christina Rossetti published her poem In the Bleak Midwinter in 1874, the year of Cornelius's death. We're all familiar with the sentiment in the final verse of offering the heart in the absence of sufficient means to bring anything else. If you listen to the third final verse here, I think Cornelius might just have got there first. Few sing it better than Gerald Finley, whom I've heard it sing live. Here he is, backed by the choir of St Martin in the Fields. Three kings from Persian lands afar To Jordan follow the pointing stars And this the quest of the traveller's three No Christmas collection of music would be complete without an extract from Handel's Messiah, composed in 1741, just a few years after Bach's Christmas Oratorio. It's a piece which often gets played at this time of year, but the reality is that only the first part of its three focuses on the Nativity, 
so actually it's much more appropriately played at Easter. Here is the chorus heralding the arrival of the infant Jesus. Again, it doesn't particularly matter whether you believe in the virgin birth or not. I remember the Catholic journalist Paul Johnson defending it by saying that the idea of it was so ridiculous you couldn't possibly make it up. But the excitement of his arrival is there in this joyful music. I love the light touches of the strings and opening vocals, contrasting with this growingly exuberant declaration of wonderful and counsellor. Colin Davis was surely one of the greatest choral conductors that ever was, and here he is with a tenebrae choir and the London Symphony Orchestra.
Nearly a hundred years after Cornelius was born the day before Christmas, my great-uncle Victor Healy Hutchinson was born the day after Christmas in 1901. In fact, he was christened Christian Victor, an acknowledgement of that. We've listened to a couple of his songs before, and nowadays his other compositions are rarely played. But his carol symphony always gets a healthy airing at this time of year. We're going to pick it up in the third part, the first Noel. I'm not going to lie, this is probably my least favourite carol of all. It has nine verses, and very few tunes survive eight repetitions. This one certainly doesn't, in my opinion. And yet, it's by far my favourite passage in Victor's symphony. All of us have different visions or images when we listen to music, but humour me for a moment while I tell you what mine is. A field under a starlit night, introduced with a few bars from the Coventry Carol, which, in the minor key, evoke a mysterious mood. There's definitely a sense of something about to happen. But in just a few moments, with the key shifting to major, and with the help of the harp, the listener is soon assured that this is a moment not of fear, but of magic, of wonder. In come the violins with the theme of the first Noel, soon joined by weightier strings and dancing woodwind, culminating with a brass underlying the emphatic statement, Born is the King of Israel. It's a wonderful piece of orchestration. Calm returns with the Coventry Carol, and it's not hard to imagine a group of shepherds rubbing their eyes, each wondering who is going to be the first to ask, Did you see that? I mean, did you see that? Off they go, and Victor leads us straight into the jubilant finale, with a fugue based on the opening of the symphony, soon followed by orchestral rollicking in Here We Come A-Wassling, with O Come All Ye Faithful blazing out above it. The tunes are not his, of course, but the orchestration, the rhythms and blending of the carols are all his, and I never tire of it. Perfect Pitch will take its own Christmas break and be back with you in 2022. Thank you for your company, which I really appreciate. Happy Christmas and a very happy New Year. The third and fourth parts of Victor Healy Hutchinson's Carol Symphony are played here by the Pro Arte Orchestra, conducted by Barry Rose.